<laughs> I'm crazy. I am calling about my cell phone bill. <laughs> I'm calling about my bank bill. <laughs> Hello, everybody. P.T. Pop here with all four lobes of my brain securely bound behind my back. And today, I'm going to roll around on my chair like a madman. Camera, focus on me, camera. Right here, camera. Focus on me, brother. No, I can't sit that far away. It won't focus on me. I got to sit right up here like I'm in your faces. If you want to be able to put your finger on the pulse of the insanity of the people in your country work in a call center. Stay tuned. Well, can't you have any other way to identify me? Well, um, how about your date of birth and your social security number? No, no, don't you, don't you dare take my date of birth and my social security number. You could steal it and open up an account in my name and steal all of my money. Would you like fries with that? Would you like fries with that? Welcome back to another episode of Call Center Survivor. Thank you for tuning in. I am joined by my co-host and extraordinaire, Mr. Ongabongo. He is my sidekick throughout all of this madness. And I appreciate each and every one of you who watch me and subscribe. Please give me the thumbs up. It's not that hard. You just go click thumbs up. Hey, subscribe is the same thing. You got to subscribe. You've got to subscribe or you'll be forever condemned to a call center. Working in a call center, that is. And uh, today, I'm going to talk about the crazy, crazy people you will talk to in a call center. And I was driving around the other day, and I thought to myself, you know, if you really want to get a good idea just how crazy people are in the country you live in, go get a job in a call center and listen to these people and the crazy things they do and say over the phone. It's crazy. It's madness. And once you get a chance to do that, just do it for like six months. And you will sit back like I used to and go, oh, my God, we're screwed. I used to say this all the time. I used to sit there and go, oh, my God, are people really this bad? And for those of you that don't know, for those of you who don't work in a call center, have never done it. A call center is a very diabolical place to work. It's a dark, torturous place where you're treated lower than a second-class citizen. You're taken advantage of, you're abused. There's no rules and regulations overseeing these call centers. These corporations skim by this, they get by hanging by, you know, just by the skin of their teeth, just doing the bare bones minimum. Uh, you know, living up to all the government EEO regs and all that stuff. And call center reps are, are put into very precarious circumstances and asked to do very stressful and um, life-changing things. No, no, they're not asked to go sleep with gorillas or anything like that. But you're you're given, you know, goals you can't achieve, unachievable goals. You're yelled at. You're humiliated in front of your team. You're yelled at by the customers. And as I've said in other, other videos, the average turnover rate in, in your typical call center is about 
there for about every one person they hire to walk out the door. It's, it's, it's a, it's a very volatile and gut wrenching and emotionally stressful environment. So when you, when you get these calls in a call center, people call in and they get what's called phone balls because they get, they get a whole big bag of courage going. They got a whole bunch of courage. They're all, their chests all puffed up and they're all ready for a fight because they're a thousand miles away. Most cases, when you get a call in an inbound call center, you're getting a call from somebody who on the other side of the country you live in or they live in another country altogether. Especially if um, you work in a call center that's been outsourced from a U.S. corporation that doesn't have the decency to hire local employees and pay them a decent wage, so they hire people outside. They offshore it to another country where their wages are about half or a quarter of what they pay here in the U.S. And you get these calls from people who are all charged up, they're angry, they're confused, they're undereducated, they're uneducated. Um, a lot of these people just have no clue what's going on in their lives. And what I found in these call centers is a lot of the people call in are lonely, they're scared, they're confused, they don't know what to do, they've bought a product they should have never have owned, they're old, they're, they're um, feeble-minded, a lot of them are feeble-minded, some of them have preconceived notions of how things should work in life. They're delusional. Um, they're self-righteous. Many people are um, indignant, entitled. Entitled is a good word. You hear how crazy people are. People are desperate. They're crazy. They're lonely. They say the most outrageous things. They do the most outrageous things in the phone. You, you get people that call on the phone with their spouses and, and they think, okay, you know, the wife will call in and they play this good cop, bad cop thing over the phone. They get the wife on the phone. She's screaming and yelling and being a complete hard C. She's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, you talk to my husband then. So, so they put the husband on and he's someone like me who's kind of quiet and laid back. He's like, sir, you know, I understand, but can't we just get a credit for this this, this one time? And we promise we'll never let our bank account get overdrawn again. And, and you know, then, then she, she'll pull the phone on the guy's hands. Hold on. I tell you what, I know the president of your country, of your, oh, not your country, <laughs> the president of your country. Joe Biden, oh, everybody, the prompter's broken. What do I do, Millie? Uh, oh. Joe Biden, no. But the president of your company, and they threaten you. They they will threaten physical harm because they're so crazy. They really think that someone like me sitting in Cleveland, Ohio, taking calls from this person in I don't know Los Angeles, California, is going to go. Oh, they they threaten to kill me. Oh no. You know, I, uh, fortunately, I, I carry one of these with me, at least one of these. And, you know, I'm not really, you know, I don't want to use that, but I'm not too worried about some bubba in Texas or some some plastic person in California coming after me. I mean, it's possible. I've had someone stalk me here on YouTube because I pissed them off. And I got to tell you, you, you hear people calling, desperate, filled with despair. And if you really want to know how crazy the people are in your country, work in a call center. 
I'll bet you about 50% of the calls you take are from scared, desperate, lonely, frustrated, fear-filled people living in the matrix, and they haven't a clue about the products they've, they've invested in. I remember when I worked in banking, just a regular bank, um, people would call in and ask me to talk with them about their bank bill. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I get this call and I say, well, can I please have your account number? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not going to give you my account number. Why would you want my account number? Or what are you going to do with it? Are you going to take it and steal my money? Um, no, sir. I need some way to pull up your information so I can look at your bank bill. Oh, well, can't you have any other way to identify me? Well, um, how about your date of birth and your social security number? No, no, don't you, don't you dare take my date of birth and my social security number. You could steal it and open up an account in my name and steal all of my money. So you finally get them identified. You open up their account. And the vast fortune they're talking about is like 500 bucks. This is all the money they have in the world, as far as you know, at least it's your bank. And it's not even worth stealing. I mean, I would not risk going to the federal penitentiary for, for you know, fraud and theft for 500 bucks. Some people would, but I wouldn't. That'd be a lot more money for me to do that to you. But anyway, you try to explain to them, it's no problem. Don't worry about it. You called into us. So, you know, they monitor these calls. They're all recorded. Oh, no, no. My friend down the street, somebody stole his ID. And, oh, it took all of his money, his fortune. He's broke and living, living in a van down by the river. <laughs> and... Once you find out what they want, you ask them if you want that. You say to them, well, I don't see a credit card on your account. So uh, what bill did you want me to look at? Well, I told you my bank bill. I want to talk to you about my bank bill. Okay. Well, what, what do you mean by a bank bill? Is it usually bills are like credit cards and things like that. Well, it turns out this guy, I, I, not just one person, this is thousands of people I talk to wanted to talk about their bank statement, but they called it their bank bill because they got so many overdraft fees. And I sit there and go, oh my God. They have no idea what a bank statement is. I mean, these people have no clue even how to add and subtract. Now, I'm not being me. This is the truth. This is whatever hand I raised to, to, to the magic way in the clouds. This is the God's honest truth. People don't even know how to balance a checkbook. They have absolutely no clue how to add and subtract. And I'll give you an example. Let's say somebody has $100 in their account. And they get paid on Friday $500. So overall, in their mind, they think they have $600 in the bank. So they get $500 paycheck. They get $100 in the bank. And they go out and they go out and spend all this money before the check. They, they, they spend the first 100 and then for some somehow they lose track that really total all they have is six hundred. They spend seven, and in order to cover the overdrafts, the bank legally by federal laws can allow the bank to get overdrawn, and they're allowed by law to charge overdraft fees. And the bank I worked at charged thirty five dollars per overdraft. So it's payday. They go out. They take their wife and kids to the movies. They go out for dinner. They they go buy hookers. I don't know. Uh, the husband goes home. It's Friday night. He calls a bunch of porno lines. He calls a bunch of phone sex lines. 
He overdraws his account by $700. Calls us up on uh, Monday and says, hey, I just noticed that my account has all these fees on it. On my bank bill. My bank bill's got fees on it. Why? Why? Well, sir, you overdrew your account. What do you mean I overdrew my account? What does that even mean? What is it? Well, you have a negative balance. Negative balance? What the hell's a negative? A negative balance? Ah, you mean it's like electrical? I had one guy say that to me. He goes, it's electrical? It's electrical? Oh, oh my God, electrical's got positive negative charges? Ah. Well, no, I mean, like, sir, you're... Here, here is zero, and you went down here to below zero. No, you went below. You're zero, and you've got this much money left. It's below zero. You owe us money. You're, you're, we're, we're basically giving you a loan to cover your, you know, your ability. Well, what these people do is they don't keep track of how much money they have in the register. So if you, if you have written this down in a in a in a checkbook register, or wherever people keep track of their money these days. They would see they have a total amount of money is $600. But a lot of people become dependent upon the fact that the bank will basically give them a loan, charge them a fee so they can go out and shoot it all on a Friday night and take the kids out or go buy hookers or whatever people do with their money. Most of these people just have no comprehension of their money. People have absolutely no comprehension of their money or what they're spending. And, and you see some of these people and you wonder... What they look, when I mean, you hear some of these people on the phone, you wonder what they look like because they go to Burger King four or five times a week and then Pizza Hut at night and then Domino's in the weekend. And it's like, oh my God, they must be as big as a house with all the crap they're eating. So you sit there and you go, okay, so these people not only don't know how to keep track of their money, look at their diet. And are the people that call in and lie, just completely lie. The men, especially men, men calling, oh, oh, I got these weird charges on my account. I've talked about this before. Uh, for a phone sex line, I don't call no phone sex line. It must be a mistake. It must be a mistake. I don't call none of that. I would never do that. I'm a married man. How dare you accuse me of calling a phone sex line? It must be my my Billy Bob, my cousin, came over here, and he, he must have called and used my bank card. Must have taken it out of my wallet while I was drunk on the couch from hooch, drinking too much hooch. And they come up with all these excuses. And and you try to tell them, well, these are legitimate charges, and they want you to investigate it because they're paranoid. And they think, well, well, first of all, they're lying. But if, if they really don't recognize the fees, they get really paranoid, and they think that somebody's hacked into their account. Everybody thinks somebody's hacked into their account. Everybody's convinced, like, Every everyone on the corner, everyone around them is is a is a uh, top echelon uh, computer hacker, and they and their brother has or their neighbor or ex girlfriend has somehow gotten into their account and is now calling phone sex lines and and charging it to watch porno. Now I can tell you this, you know, there's ways to find out if that is the case. So what they do is they say, please send it to your fraud department. So we send it to our fraud department and fraud. What they do is they look through the records, your past, your history and your, and your, and your bank bills. Hey, and they see that you've got a history of calling phone sex for the last five years. You, they see you called the same number or you've called, you, you've dialed up the same porno sites and you're, you're going to X hamster 
and you're going to Pornhub and on a frequently basis, it can't be your it can't be your cousin who came over, Bubba came over and got drunk with you and you passed out and he took your card out of your wall and called some phone sex. So you mean your cousin was in the house masturbating while you slept on the couch right in front of you. That, that's well then maybe that happens. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but they come up with all these outrageous stories. People are paranoid. They're scared. They're delirious. They're horrified. And then then what they do is they tell you, oh, oh, if you don't, if you don't reverse these fees, I won't be able to put food on the table for my kids. I mean, my God, if you really cared that much about your kids, wouldn't you want to keep better track of your money? I mean, you can't say this to these people, but really, if you reversed a hundred and how many dollars of fees, how many meals of Burger King are they going to get? Maybe if you stopped eating at Burger King, lost some weight, got in shape and started making your own food at home, you would need to go to Burger King. I mean, you can't say this stuff to them, but but if, as you look at people's lifestyles, as you look at their spending habits, as you hear their responses and their rationale behind how they got so far in debt on their bank bail, you go, oh my God, our country's screwed up. It's really fucked. And I don't know what country you all live in. I mean, if you live in the UK or you live in France or Italy or the Philippines, wherever, whoever these people are, they watch my videos. I know you're all over the place. You get a really good idea how screwed up people are. Really bad. People are really in bad shape out there, especially since COVID. I haven't worked in a call center in several years, but I can only imagine how horrible it is now in these call centers with the, with the horrified, scared people that have got the ritual shame muzzle on their face and they're hor horrified of the cerveza bug. They're horrified of punky mocks. I'm going to get punky mocks. I can't see the real world on here or, or, or it'll get deleted because we now live in Nazi America. Thank you. See, Kyle. I, I don't get it. And, and you, you really start to feel despair because you realize how lost people are. What country is the Queen of England from originally? Um, I definitely don't know. No, give me, give me your best guess. I guess a country. Mm. What is a country again? <laughs> give me a guess. This is embarrassing. Um, what is a country? What is a country? What is a country? Canada. <laughs> yes. Do you know what time this is? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, uh, 2.45. Yes. Do you know what country the Great Wall of China is in? Country? Yeah. If you had to guess. Japanese? Yes. Absolutely lost. Uneducated people just, you know, you, you try to explain them positive and negative, negative numbers, forget it. Do you know what 15% of 100 is? Fuck. Around what it is, if you had to guess. Probably like 75. I don't know. Yes. Do you know what country we gained our independence from? Spain. Yes. How many inches are in two feet? I don't know. <laughs> Around how many inches? Um, if you had to guess. Five? Yeah. Most of these people didn't make it properly past eighth grade. Some of the, the ones he talked to, like, oh, my God, they don't understand addition, subtraction. I'm, I'm asking you to go to work on a call center so you can hear how horrible people are. 
and, and you, oh, you, some of the worst people you speak to are the elderly. The elderly are old, confused, and, or, or they like to play the elderly card. Oh, well, son, you have to understand I'm old and I, I don't know my ass from a hole ground anymore, so uh, you're going to have to do things for me because I'm a special kind of person. If I heard that one more time from old folks, I'm getting old. But I, I, I guarantee I'm not going to call in a call center and say, Well, the other day my dick fell off and I couldn't find it. So I overdrew my account trying to buy a bunch of dildos at the adult bookstore. Somebody must have taken my card and stolen it and bought bought porno magazines. But I was just trying to replace my dick. You know, oh, God, they come up with it. Old people come up with all these, uh, these excuses just because they're old. Uh, you know, I have no sympathy. If you're old and you don't know what the hell you're doing, figure it out. It, it, there's no excuse. I go through this with people I know, and and some people like to play the the sympathy card. They want your sympathy because they're old. I've been on. They say I've been on the planet twice as long as you have, Sonny. And uh, you know I've seen a lot of things, and I think you should just give me credit because I'm old and I fart dust. You should you should credit those fees back because. Uh, I didn't know nothing about these fees, and I'm old, and I'm on Social Security, and I got no more. How am I going to eat, Sonny? I don't know. Keep track of your money, dude. <laughs> or the people that call in and threaten violence. I, I experienced this all the time at Verizon, and it got bad. It wasn't just me, but I, I came to work one day, and I got a call from a guy that I, I don't know. I don't remember now. I think he was mad that we wouldn't let him out of his contract because we didn't have the iPhone yet. And he wanted to leave Verizon to go to AT&T, who was the only cell phone company that had the iPhone. And this is years ago. This is like 14 years ago or something. And uh, I said, you know, unfortunately, you know, if you want out of your contract, there's like a $1,200 termination, early termination fee. I think it's called an ETF. I think it was $1,200 or something like that. Or you had to pay for the full price of the phone or it was going to cost them a lot of money. And that's what they do. They get you into these contracts and they don't want you to leave. So they, they get you to sign the dotted line on these contracts. They're like a thousand pages long with a little tiny writing saying, hey, did you know if you break this contract, there's an early termination fee of $1,200. You got to pay the full price of the phone because a lot of people would finance their phones and spread it out over so many payments over the course of the contract, stuff like that. So this guy was going to owe like $2,000 if he went out of his contract. And I said, I'm happy to do that for you, but you're going to owe like $2,000. And and he just got real quiet. And he said, uh, hey, uh, aren't you in that call center down there in Chandler, Arizona? And I said, how do you know where we're located? He goes, oh, I know. I might come down there and do some things. And I said, well, you're threatening something? And he said, well, maybe. You know, and... Uh, we had a button. I've told this story before, but we had a button on the phone we could press. You could press a button that went right to security, and they would start recording the call and listen to it. And the guy just hung up on me. He just, you know, he terminated the call, and I never, I never heard from anybody. I, I just seen somebody come up to me and say, "Hey, what do you, you know, what do you know about this guy?" Or, or talk to me about it. But nobody, none of the supervisors did because they're all probably doing blow in the, in the bathroom or getting high in their cars and stuff. So next day I come to work and there's two Chandler, Arizona police cars parked in the parking lot. And those cars remain there for like three months. 
every day, all day during the first shift, they just parked two Chandler police cars out front. And I'm assuming it's, you know, I don't know if it was from my particular guy who threatened violence, but there are always police cars out, out front of our call center from that day forward. You'll get threats. You'll get sob stories. You'll get stories that people need to be let out of their contract because their their daughter died and stuff like that. And you don't know whether to believe them. But there's protocols in place. You know, you can't just let somebody out of a contract. They have to provide a death certificate. I mean, I could call up right now and say, could you let me out of my mortgage? My wife just died. And they, they'd laugh. They didn't let me out of my mortgage because my wife kicked the bucket. Why would they do that? <laughs> my name's on the mortgage, too. So if you want to know how bad people really are in this country or in any country, go work in a call center. You'll find out how messed up everybody is. You'll find out really quick. And and it'll scare you. It'll upset you. It'll, it'll give you a new viewpoint of what's really out there. And this is what I maintain. I maintain that if a foreign country wanted to invade this country, the United States, they wouldn't have much trouble doing it because the average person on the street is scared and lonely and confused and paranoid. They're overweight. They're out of shape. I don't know what the military men and women are like. I know a lot of military men and women and in their, in their prime, they're in great shape, but you could just, you wouldn't have to do much to take over this country. And I think they've already started to take over this country, but you just, all you'd have to do is like, you know, you know how we always allegedly airlift a bunch of candy bars to the Afghani children and we, we drop them, you know, in pallets into the towns to show that we're good Joes. We give you candy bars, we're good Joes, kids. Hey, oh, they call, oh yes, oh, candy bars, America, good Joe. All they have to do is parachute, you know, porno magazines in here and Big Macs and pizzas and Gucci purses and cigarettes and, and booze and heroin. And that's what they've already done. But if they really, if they're ever going to come into the country, just get a bunch of cargo planes and just drop that shit everywhere. And people are like, oh, they're good. They're good. Oh, the Chinese are coming. They're coming. They're giving us porn and cigarettes. <laughs> you should hear these people on the phone. See the money they spend. The, the $50,000, $100,000 in credit card debt some of these people go into. Insane. They put everything on a credit card. They, they put vacations and boats and cars, boats and hoes. Um, people have absolutely no self-control. They display no uh, self-control, no self-awareness, uh, no intuition, no knowledge of finances, uh, no critical thinking skills. I mean, the, the average person in the street doesn't know that what they see and hear on TV is a lie. They have no clue. They just, yeah. You're going to go out and be scared about punky mox. Oh, oh, I'm going to get something like chicken pox. Oh, it's going to kill me and my kids and my dog and my cat. Oh, i got to get the vaccine and put the ritual shame muzzle on my face. <laughs> oh, it's, it's scary, man. So that's my rant for today. That's about 31 minutes of ranting and raving. So I'm PT Pop. Please sign up. Give me the thumbs up, the snooter. Put it right up my backside. Tell your friends. I Every time I call a call center, I let them know. I work in call centers, and I tell them about my channel. See what people think. So there you have it. So uh, join the call center. Go work there. 
and find out all the crazy people. I'll be the same, baby. Would you like fries with that? Would you like fries with that?